thread, a singular thought expanded upon. Thread is the podcast of the Emerge Network. For more information, log on to EmergeNetwork.org. Thread. Hi, this is Chuck Quinley, and we're back with episode eight of Thread. Thread is the official broadcast of the Emerge Network. And if you want to check us out online, that's EmergeNetwork.org, and we'll connect you to other emerging leaders and also to resources and opportunities for you to network with one another and to get yourself uh, some some good mind food as a leader and as a disciple. Uh, I travel a lot, and actually my whole family travels with me as much as we can, and because of that I have a mobile studio for this broadcast. Uh, and so today there's a big wind outside, and my wife loves bamboo wind chimes. So if every now and then you hear some bamboo wind chimes, that is not background music. It's just the natural music of the wind in my extremely cozy little office here that is set up as my studio. So I want to say thanks to everybody who's been making comments on the website, quinley.com, and uh, also uh, those who have emailed me. I want to ask you to do something else too, and that is get the word out. If you uh, enjoy Thread and you think this is helpful teaching, then if you'd please pass this on to your friends and help them connect to us, we would appreciate that. And also, if you'd go to iTunes and search Quinley Thread, and when this show pops up, if you would rate it, I would really appreciate that because that'll help iTunes users make a decision to choose the show. So, appreciate that. And uh, today's broadcast, we're going to dedicate to my daughter, Jessica. God has blessed us with six children, and Jessica is the second of our daughters to reach the age of 18, and she is a lover of freedom. So today, Jessica reaches her young adult threshold age and enters her own life. So God bless you, Jessica, as you go down the road of discipleship and as uh, the reins of leadership for your own life are passed from your mom and my hands into your own hands. May the Lord guide you to make good decisions and reward you and bless you for all the good decisions that you're already making. We'll be right back from the Gospel of Mark. Okay, we're back today. This is thread number eight about good works and responding to the needs of other people. We're going to read again from the Gospel of Mark. We're going to be in chapter one, and the words read this way. Now, a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, Now see that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them, to the priest. However, he went out 
and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but he was outside in deserted places, and they came to him from every direction. If you know uh, your Bible tradition and history in those days, you know that leprosy was seen as a contagious disease, also something of a, a judgment on you for something that you had done. And uh, a leper had a responsibility in society. He had to cry out. If anyone got near him, he had to cry out to them. You know, stop, don't come any closer. I'm a leper, I'm unclean. And if you can just imagine, you know, first of all, looking at your body every day, watching it, parts of it just seem to, to rot. And you can't do anything about it. You can't stop this invasion of this disease that's gotten inside of you and it's just eating away at you. And then to make it worse, instead of getting compassion in this time, you're being judged by people. And on top of that, now you have to uh, cut yourself off from all human contact except contact with other lepers. And so you find yourself in this you know, pitiable state. Uh, you know, how much rejection could one person bear? And that's what these poor lepers were going through. And here's a leper, and as Jesus approaches, he he has to cry out, but he doesn't behave in the normal way. First, instead of backing off, he comes to Jesus, comes toward him. I mean, this would freak out most most people, especially those trying to not get leprosy in those days. And as he's approaching them, you know, Jesus is just standing there calmly. The guy comes right up to him, and instead of crying out, go away from me, The man kneels down to him, begs him, and says, If you want to do it, you can take this away from me. You could cleanse me. And that's really what's at the root of all prayers for healing, isn't it? I mean, we know that God can do anything. The question is, does God want to do something for us? Is he willing to? To do it for us. Are we uh, on his radar. Somehow. And Jesus who didn't go out the day to do that. I mean he, he was going somewhere. He had something to do that day. And yet he gets intercepted by this man. And he he seems to have a philosophy about these uh, interruptions. You know a lot of leaders. uh, And the busier you are the more you hate interruptions. Because they stop your train of thought and. You know, you're just not going to get your work done. But Jesus understood that everything about his life was in the Father's hand and that what he got done was what the Father wanted him to do. So he planned his own day, and he's very carefully planning everything he does. He's got strategies about evangelism. He's got, you know, Jesus is working, and he's working hard. And yet, whenever he gets interrupted by by human need, he assumes God sent the need and that there is nothing more important for this little slice of time he's going to give 100 percent of his attention to meeting these needs now you know you don't hear of jesus meeting needs like with hours and hours and hours of time he he didn't he didn't always linger but he dealt with the person's problem what is it that you need how can i help you and this man needed to be healed And he looks at the man, and and most of the miracle stories of Jesus start like this. It says, he was moved 
with compassion. Compassion moved him. It caused him to move toward this man. It aroused a a feeling inside of him. And this man became his precedent. And he, he looks at the man and he breaks the law. He puts his hands on the man's body. This makes him ceremonially unclean. He can't go into the temple now. He can't participate in any uh, festival or celebrations of worship toward the Lord. He is now uh, outcast with this man for a certain period of time until he can be cleansed himself. But he's not afraid of that. He's not afraid of getting this disease. He lays his hands because this man needs the affirmation of human touch. And, you know, that that was part of uh, a pastoral ministry is an understanding that historically pastors don't wear masks and gloves. And, you know, unless it's a truly extreme circumstance, uh, pastors and doctors, they treat people the way they treat them, understanding that there are some risks involved in doing it that way. But it's at the root of the ministry. You know, I'm here to touch you. I'm here to. Have compassion on you. Jesus reach out and touches the man. And and this makes a, and, and we should too. It's important when you minister to people, touch them in appropriate ways. Um, but, you know, it also, this is also an important side note about the law. Because Jesus understood the purpose of the law. And he says it later. The Sabbath was made for man. It wasn't made so man could be, a slave to the Sabbath. And we'll, we'll come back to that at a later teaching. But he looks at the law. He understands the intent of the law. The point of the law in that case was to stop the spread of disease so things don't get worse. And now it's been turned into a, a, a way of judgment on people and a, a way of exclusion. And this man needs what the law came to bring. He needs to be included. He needs to be blessed and brought into the family of God. So Jesus, who, you know, Jesus and the Father gave us the law, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He understood what the law is about. He is not breaking the heart of the law, but in this case, the detail of uh, how you handle leprosy does not apply. This man needs to be touched. Jesus says, I am willing And then here's a prayer reminder. He speaks to the disease. He doesn't say, oh, God in heaven, please look down on this man. He rebukes the disease. He speaks health to this man's body. And he says two words, be cleansed. He's talking to the man. He's talking to the body. He's talking to the skin. He's saying be cleansed. At other places, the Bible says he rebuked the fever, and the fever left. So it's important to use prayer to take command over the devil's work in the lives of other people. That's part of prayer ministry. You know, prayer is not just words. Prayer has power. It accomplishes things. So we need to use our prayer power that the Lord has given to us. Now, here's look at verse 44. This is what's really interesting. See, in verse 42, it says, As soon as Christ spoke these words to him, immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go on your way, show yourself to the priest, offer for your cleansing those things that Moses commanded as a testimony 
to them. I just think that's so, he's so unlike us, you know. We would call in a news crew and take pictures, and he says, say nothing. So, you know, the whole idea that you need to promote every single thing that happens in your ministry, um, that's not biblical. Jesus didn't do it. Uh, now, there's some good reasons that he told him not to say anything. Um, just as a, a side note here, let's notice. Uh, the same law that we said earlier, you know, Christ is Lord of the law. He gave us the law for our benefit. And the law is supposed to bless us, not hurt us. So understanding that, he understands that this man needs to be touched and healed. So although the law says technically you're not supposed to touch lepers, that assumes you're, you're not going to heal them either. So he says this man needs healed, he needs touched, so he touches him. But he turns right around and says to the man, now submit yourself to the law. You need to go back to the priest, offer the sacrifice that's commanded in the law, and this is, why would he make him do this? Because, again, the law is for man. This sacrifice was intended to bring the restoration of the leper back into to, um, the community. So that if by some means a leper should get healed, you go to the temple, you show yourself to the priest, he examines your body, he says, you know what, you really are healed. He declares you healed, you do a sacrifice, and then it brings you back into fellowship with everybody again. So, you know, the law is a good thing, and Jesus is supporting the good things in God's systems that he has given to us. But, okay, now back to doing good works in secret. He says to the man, uh, say nothing, and this probably has two reasons. Well, one of them would be strategic, because we see in, um, in verse 38 that Jesus had a purpose in mind. His purpose was to preach the gospel in all the towns and villages of Israel. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to declare God's ways and to declare that the kingdom of God had now come. And uh, healing was part of that, preach and heal, because that was a model that explained that the gospel has power, the kingdom has power, that darkness has been broken. But the point was to receive the message of the gospel and to follow what it said. And... Um, you know, every time he went out and did this, it created hungry crowds all by itself. And if this man goes ahead and tells it in advance, uh, people are just going to mob Jesus. And he knows that. And actually, that's exactly what happens. You know, at the end, it says he couldn't go anywhere after that. But I think there's a second word, a second reason for this. And that is that Jesus taught us. And you can see uh, Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, and other places where Jesus taught us to do good works. You know, we're supposed to be doing good works as part of being his followers. But we're supposed to be doing our good works in secret. And he himself practiced this. He does this amazing work. And then he says, let's keep this one secret. I have an opportunity here to keep it secret you know when he heals people in public you can't do anything about that one just glory to god they're healed but when he finds his chances to heal people one-on-one -on -one, we often find the lord doing this he'll say let's let's not tell this one isn't that amazing uh and we have to decide if we're going to follow the lord or not because uh, i'm in the world today either as a servant of jesus i'm talking about a man in the ministry 
I'm either there as a servant of Jesus or as a hero to men and women. And I have to make a decision in my heart that I must do good works. I must do them on behalf of the Lord and as a representative of the kingdom. But I do these works to meet human need in love. Whatever love compels me to do, I need to do that, however sacrificial and however dramatic or or uh, wonderful the outcome. I do those works because they're needed. I don't do them for publicity. I don't do them for a photo opportunity. I do them because someone has a need and love compels me to meet that need. But as I'm meeting the person's need, I need to know that I am doing these good works for an audience of one. That I'm not doing things to be seen by men. I'm not a man pleaser. I'm a servant of God. I'm his son out in the father's field doing work with my father. So my friends, let's go do good works. Let's look for people in need. Let's let the Holy Spirit guide our heart and guide our path so that we encounter those individuals that really do need a touch from God and their hearts are open to God. And let's reach out and touch them and let's do our very best to do that in secret. And Jesus promised what you do in secret, the Father sees and he'll reward you openly. We'll see you next time. Thread, a singular thought expanded upon. Thread is the podcast of the Emerge Network. For more information, log on to EmergeNetwork.org. Thread.